Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. Interesting. The, the uh, video broadcast of Congressional Proceedings. This is from the Congressional Research Service. The House and Senate continue to, and, and a tip of the hat to Kathy who sent this to me. The House and Senate continue to maintain exclusive control over their video and audio feeds, whether they are broadcast on television, radio, or over the internet. Yet technology now exists enabling anyone with a smartphone to produce and broadcast online video. This creates a greater potential for unauthorized videos to be broadcast from the House and Senate chambers. So essentially what this comes down to, video and audio feeds are operated by the House and Senate and provided to credentialed media exclusively. So we have a State of the Union address tonight where everybody who is going to be in the picture, or pretty much everybody unless they shoot the galleries, uh, shoot, you know, take pictures of the galleries, uh, everybody is a federal employee. And it's in the U.S. Capitol, which is owned by the federal government. And the Hatch Act says that federal employees may not use federal property to promote private interests or, for that matter, to even ask private, you know, for, for private money for, for campaigns and things. That's why, this is why members of Congress leave their offices and rent offices in Washington, D.C. There's a little mini industry around Congress of, of uh, places that just rent little rooms to members of Congress who go there and just sit there for four or five hours a day dialing for dollars, calling their campaign donors. You can't do it from your congressional office. And, and Donald Trump, as I, you know, I read that letter from Eric Trump at the opening of the show to, to Fred Flintstone saying, uh, hey, you know, you give us money, even one dollar tonight, and your name will be at the bottom of the crawl that we're feeding. The feed itself is the property of the federal government. And the Trump campaign is giving that away. This is, this is bizarre stuff. Okay, that's number one. I, there's a couple things I wanted to rant about, and then I'll pick up your phone calls here. Um, that was number one. The second was, uh, and I touched on this uh, somewhat in my conversation with Luke Vargas with Talk Media News just a minute ago, but the, uh, this report, uh, every, every four times a year, the, the, special, the Office of the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, S-I-G-A-R, SIGAR, uh, publishes a quarterly report. And they send it out to the media. And so I'm being part of the media. I get a copy of it. And there's some just breathtaking things in here. 
we, first of all, I'm quoting, this is, I mean, this came from a military email address, right? From, you know, at mail.mil. This is the real thing. This is the actual report from Afghanistan of what's going on, or from, you know, about what's going on in Afghanistan. This quarter, quote, this quarter, Department of Defense instructed SIGAR not to, uh, the special, you know, the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, not to release the public data on the number of districts and the population living in them controlled or influenced by the Afghan government or by the insurgents or contested by both. This is the first time SIGAR has been specifically instructed not to release information marked unclassified to the American taxpayer. So what's Trump up to here in Afghanistan? Is he running around saying, yeah, we're winning the war, but actually we're losing the war? And so they're just going to shut down the information? I'm really impressed that, you know, this, this, that the U.S. military is telling the press, me, in no uncertain terms, this is the first time we have been specifically instructed not to release information marked unclassified to the American taxpayer. That's breathtaking. And why would they no longer want us to know how many regions of Afghanistan are controlled by us versus the Taliban? Or, you know, arguably the the Afghan government versus the Taliban. Number one. Number two, the quarter's essay warns against unrealistic expectations for mineral development. Now, you'll remember Donald Trump when he was campaigning, he said, you know, there's a trillion dollars worth of minerals in Afghanistan. Why aren't we taking them? Well, apparently we tried to. Back to the report. The meager results of a nearly half-billion-dollar U.S. investment in developing Afghan minerals should suggest to American officials that future efforts should be accompanied by polite skepticism, caution, risk management, and vigilance for unintended consequences. Despite Afghanistan's large and well-documented resources, mining revenues in 2016 supplied only three-tenths of one percent of the country's national budget. Among other obstacles, plans to develop the country's country's mineral resources have been stymied by insecurity, corruption, weak governance, and a lack of infrastructure. So let me get this straight. George W. Bush decided to bomb back to the Stone Age, a country that was was already in the Stone Age. Afghanistan was the second poorest country on earth. It had a $2 billion a year GDP, the gross domestic product, $2 billion a year. I mean, that was the the second lowest on earth on a per capita basis. And we, $2 billion a year, and this is the size of this country, right? $2 billion a year is, is less than the size of most state budgets in the United States. And we went in and just bombed the bejesus out of them and then occupied them for what has it been, 15 years now, something like that? 16 years? Thank you, Sean. 16 years we've been sitting in Afghanistan and just, and we continue to bomb the crap out of these people. And we wonder why they don't love us. Back to the report. There has been a significant uptick in U.S. airstrikes and special operations with the U.S. dropping 653 munitions in October 2017. While this is a record high since 2012, and, more, and a more than threefold increase from October 2016, these actions have yet to increase the Afghan government's control over its population. So here is the Department of Defense telling us right up front 
We're bombing the crap out of them, and it's not doing any good. RS reported, for, again, quoting from the report. This is from the Department of Defense. RS de- reported 4,474 civilian casualties from June 1st to November 27, 2017, a 13% increase compared to the same period last year. We have killed more civilians in Afghanistan in the last year, during the first year of the Trump administration. We killed more civilians in Afghanistan than Osama bin Laden killed in the United States. And we've been doing it for 16 years. They go on to say, from January 1st to November 26, 2017, 11 U.S. military personnel were killed in Afghanistan and 99 were wounded. This is double the personnel killed in action compared to the same periods in 2015 and 2016. And then uh, then on top of this, despite $8.7 billion in American taxpayer dollars, $8 billion spent on counter-narcotics efforts in Afghanistan, Now, wait a minute. Why aren't we spending $8 billion in the United States to help people addicted to opiates? Oh, that's right. The companies that sell those drugs are huge campaign donors to the Republican Party, aren't they? And a few Democrats, too. Okay, despite 8.7 billion American taxpayer dollars spent on counter-narcotic efforts in Afghanistan, opium production and total area under opium cultivation have reached an all-time high, up 87% and 63% respectively from the previous year. The total area under opium cultivation in Afghanistan approaches the area of Rhode Island. This document, this quarterly report from SIGAR, from the the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, this is like the Pentagon Papers. This is like what Daniel Ellsberg back in the day told us about how how Vietnam was going to hell in a handbasket. We were not you know, achieving our goals. We were killing more and more civilians. It wasn't working. It's the same thing in Afghanistan. And and so what is what does the Trump administration tell the special inspector general to do? Don't tell the American public, even though it's not classified information, don't tell the American public how much of Afghanistan is controlled by the Taliban relative to last year. Trump is failing in Afghanistan and he doesn't want you to know. We'll be right back. Great show today. Congressman Ro Khanna on taking calls and uh, laying out a, a proposal for everybody in America to have a $50 credit card to contribute to campaigns. It's a great national campaign funding program. And are we about are we right on the edge of a great crash? Some fascinating stuff from the bond markets. Check it out. You can check out our commercial free podcast at TomHartman.com. You can check out the clips from the show on YouTube and Facebook. <laughs> 